And we're back. Yes, welcome back everyone. Nicola McGarrett here for another episode of Wondercast. Nicola, how's your day going so far? Not well, Chief, not well. I <laughs> <laughs> think it's you're laughing, but you can actually see how stressed I am at the moment. If you didn't laugh, you would I'd be, be crying, weeping. So. <laughs> yeah, I've done a little bit of that already. It's half past eight in the morning and already I feel like I just need to go back to bed for at least three weeks. But um, yeah, anyway... I'm, th- I'm thinking that your very presence is going to cheer me right up. I do elevate the mood just by existing. So that is a gift that I have. It's one of my superpowers. Yeah, I love that about <laughs> you. I love it. So what have you been up to, my lovely boy? Gosh, I've been busy. Uh, it's been a while since we've talked, actually. And obviously, we have quite a lot to discuss uh, and to debrief on. Um, but some of the highlights of the last couple of weeks... Oh, I went to see... Uh, the Meg with the Hardy Bars, the Meg 2, back for seconds. Uh, we had a family night at the Surrey Keys Cineplex to, you know, it's very rare you find a movie that that group of people, so Ruby, Martha, Louise and Nick Hardy Bar, all can get on board with and go, yes, let's go to the movies to see that. The Meg 2 is that movie. I don't understand it because that looks like the first one was a pile of shite, but this one... I mean, it looks even worse. Is there any plot in it at all? No, no, none of it makes any sense. But it's it's definitely in the category of so bad that it's good. So you just like immerse yourself into the the stupidity of it all and the massive sharks. No. <laughs> you see, I think of you and Nick and Lou and, and Martha and Rubes, obviously, as my cultural icons. Mm. And if you tell mm. me to go and see something, mm. I will go and see it. However... That's, you've smashed it. It's gone. Destroyed. Uh-huh. I think you've got to be open to a wide breadth of cultural experiences. And Jason Statham in The Meg 2 is at one end of that cultural breadth. Yes. Far away from where I want to be. Anything else? Did you see on Amazon, it's just come out this week, uh, Red, White and Royal Blue. I watched that this week. If you probably, it's probably not for you. It's another, it's another film not for you. But uh, it's an adaptation of a book. It's like a... Like a gay fairy tale kind of where the prince of england falls in love with the son of the u.s president oh really no i haven't seen that now it's like it's for what it is like and you've got to go into it saying this is a fairy tale it's well done kind of thing so yeah it's completely divorced from reality obviously but it is what it is and it's it's not bad to watch no i can imagine that Lindsay and simon are away next door so i thought to myself and they're back today so i thought last night Oh, I'll just pop in there and avail myself of their massive TV opportunities. <laughs> the surround sound experience. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, oh, I know what I'll do. I'll watch that, you know, the series of Sex in the City. You know, that's, Oh, uh, just like that. Just like that. Well, I was so disappointed, Gareth, because I grew up with those girls. Didn't you watch the first? This is because this is the second series. You, did you watch the first? Uh, you're just catching up on the first series? Um, no, I skipped the first series. Right, fair. And I, because I'd read about it and I thought, uh, no, I don't want to go no, there. But I thought they're bound no. to have mastered it. But I just, no, it was just very disappointing. Really hammy acting, storylines pathetic. I just, I was really disappointed. But didn't Kim Cattrall make a surprise appearance? Like, I didn't even get to that, Chief. Oh, yeah. I loved it because she sort of said, I can't remember what she said. She sort of revealed it on her social media that she was doing this cameo because obviously she's famously fallen out with them all. 
and but she but she's the only one that everyone wants to see and so she did the cameo on the basis that she wouldn't have to speak or see with any of the other cast or appear with any of the other cast in any scenes and she wouldn't have to see the director the showrunner kind of thing and you know so she would just come in do this bit to camera and that would be it. Thank you very much. I'll take my I'll take my payment in cash. Bye. <laughs> wow, what a job, isn't it? What a lovely job to have, just to be able to say that's what I'm going to do. Thank you very much. Lovely. <laughs> I did see Barbie. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah. Have you seen that, Chi? Obviously, cultural moment. Yeah, I was. Mm. No, I agree totally. I I can only listen to so many, hi Barbie, hi Barbie, hi Barbie, hi Barbie. I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. I get that there's lots of Barbies. And I just thought this is a lot of my time. I'm just sitting here watching smiling people. I'm just not sure, not sure. I like the message at the end. Uh, see, I'm probably the reverse of you. I liked the, the fantasy Barbie world. I found more interesting stylistically than that flip into, you know, real world Return to Wizard of Oz kind of thing. It, it was just a bit... You know, fine, this is what we're doing. But given what it was, given the limitations of the entire project, it could have been a lot worse. Like, yes. I thought it was it was watchable, the performances were engaging. Yeah, I thought the cast were excellent. Yeah. Yeah, so, but you, so you're saying you didn't go and see Oppenheimer? Oh, no, I saw that. Loved that. Did you? Yeah. Talk about committing it. some hours of your time to something. I mean, I know. it's a long film. It's a long film, but I'm happy with that. I thought that was interesting well acted you know I just thought that was fascinating uh, but uh, and then I suppose to put them next to each other is so interesting isn't it you know such timing yeah. and then just I'm I mean I like the whole and I recognize some of the bits and I you know some of the little tree houses and I thought oh, we had one of those I loved all that in Barbie but it just was too long and I could have done without the Will Ferrell bit them yeah. all running around I thought that was nonsense I could do without What's her name? Rhea. What's her name? Danny DeBito's wife. I could have done without all that. Oh, bit. Rhea Perlman. Yeah, 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 yeah. Could have done without all that. All that lectury stuff. Hold my hand. Let me tell you about it in a big white room. No. Sure. Thank you. Sure. No. No. Fair. 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 Anyway, that's that. Because you can sense I'm grumbly a bit today. So let's move on to something jollier. What What have you been doing that you've been enjoying? Oh, I am into yoga now. I do yoga. My yoga friends get me. Um, so that's going very well. I've done two classes, and I'm already feeling a bit like I've reached a new centered sort of space in my life. Yeah. I love that. Are you doing yeah. it online? It is online. Um, yeah, so it's one-to-one class with this guy. He's, he's a French guy called Gerard, and he lives in Milton Keynes. And you just Zoom with him, and he's very encouraging and very supportive, and he says, I'm doing very well. Well, good for you. Because I do Pilates, and I sleep the best on my Pilates night of the whole week. Why don't you do Pilates every day, then? Well, because it's expensive, isn't it? Oh, no, true, true, true. Yes. Yeah. No, that's fair. Oh, you mean I should just do that on my own on the sofa before I well, go to bed? Well, no, obviously, because Pilates, you've got to have all the pulleys and weights. and like It's not like you can just roll out the yoga mat and do a few stretches kind of thing. Well, actually, that's a misconception, Jean, because Mr. Pilates, who set the whole thing up... Dr. Pilates. It was the whole point of just move, using your body to stretch your body. So you don't hmm. actually need anything else. We do use like elastic bands and balls and things, but we don't ah. have to do that. But you do need someone to catch you if you fall off the, the elastic ball kind of thing. Oh, no, heavens to Betsy. It's like the size of a baby's head. Oh. Yeah. I was watching this reel on Instagram that Chris Hemsworth was posting just because it popped up in my feed, not because I was following him. And he was doing his core exercises. And you just have to give it up to the man. Think, that man is 40 years old. 
And he is working hard to keep that physique. And I say bravo. I say bravo. I'm with you. I'm, I mean, I wouldn't mind just putting that on repeat on a little video and just having it in the corner of the living room. Chris Hemsworth doing his exercises. Lovely. Um, I think we need to talk about the haggis in the room because oh. last time we spoke, you were, and, and I'm not putting any pressure on you in any shape or form, but last time we spoke, you were about to head off on the adventure of a lifetime, uh, you know, throwing caution to the wind and launching off into a camper van expedition northward. Um, and you did say at the time, look, if it doesn't work out at any point, I can get on a train and just get back home. That's no problem. Uh, so I was just wondering how that, and I do foreshadowing, I do know some of the details, but uh, did you want to share how that went? No. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no. All I'm saying Boys and girls is don't throw caution to the wind. That's, <laughs> That's not the message of this experience, uh, I is, don't think. It no. is the message. No, it's throwing caution to the wind, you know, brings new challenges and makes us stronger and better people, surely. No, it's that romance or the, the hope for it dashes any sort of dreams. Just drop dashes it, Gareth. <laughs> <laughs> no, it didn't go well, Jeet. Suffice to say, I came back and... What day of the adventure did you get on the train and return home? Day two. Uh-huh, right. Yes. And I won't go into it because obviously no, the, there were two people involved, so I don't want to do that. How, however, it, it, I do feel absolutely crushed by the whole experience. <laughs> and I'm, I know we're, we're both laughing. Because it's not funny. <laughs> like, this is There is nothing funny about this entire thing. That's the hilarity of it. <laughs> yeah. And the day before I left, I was like, I'll be doing this for the last time for two weeks. And now I'm going to do that. That'll be the last time I do that for two weeks. And then I got back and I thought, here I am doing the same thing as before I went away. So that, that was a bit down. However, I'm going to go. So I've been, I have been licking my wounds for a, a, a bit, feeling a bit sure. misbiz, you know, depressing everybody. So no, time obviously. to, and I did look about going away somewhere warm. But anyway, I'm going to London for a few days. I'm going to the big smoke and I'm going to have a wander around and get cultural and drink lovely coffee in lovely coffee shops and just have a lovely time. Beautiful. That sounds fabulous. I'm in London. Mm. We could do that together. That'd be <gasps> fun. Lovely. What's on your hit list of cultural experiences while you're in London? Well, I'm going to go to the National Portrait because I haven't been there for a very long time. I, th I think they've redone it since the last time I've been there. Yes. Like, yeah, I haven't seen the renovations, I don't think. No, I haven't. So I thought that would be really nice. And I do like a wander down the South Bank. I might do the Borough Market and a wander down the South Bank because I always think that's quite jolly. Mm -hmm. There are a couple of secondhand bookshops that I've written down that I'm going to go and have a little look in, a little mooch in. And, um, and, well, there was another one. Oh, blow me now. No, I've forgotten it, but there's another free museum that I think I might go to as well, but I, I can't remember the name, but Mackenzie. Uh, anyway, so I'm going to see that. So that, that's, that's, that's it. That's, I'm starting with those. Any shows or musicals, theatre, anything that direction? Well, Tess has downloaded Today Ticks for me. Do you know oh. that one? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's an app and then you... Pick out the three that you're interested in, and then at 10 o'clock in the morning, 
they flash up if they've got any £25 tickets. I love the spontaneity of that because you yes. just never know what's going to happen. You yeah. never know. So I thought I'd have a go at that. The, um, there's that musical, oh, I can't remember, this is terrible. It's got Charlie Stemp in it and it's like all the... Um, is it the war one? No, it's like a, it's, it's got, it's the big one in the West End at the moment and it's got all the show tunes kind of thing. I want to say it's Gershwin, but it could be something else. That's a terrible explanation. You don't mean guys and you don't mean guys and dolls. No, but it's in that vein. But it's Charlie Stamp, who's like a superstar in that kind of thing. So uh. that the other one I keep meaning to go to and just never get around to. I think it's called. It's at the Barbican and in the Loop or oh, Strange Loop. Strange, strange Loop. loop. That's oh. one of the ones I've I've put my name down for oh that is meant to be excellent i will come and see that with you if you well i'll need to put my name down and think we'll but we should go that'd be fun oh oh i'd love that g okay yeah a strange loop it's called yeah okay cool well things have brightened up already you see i told you you'd do that for me (laughs) so we've we've done music we've done stage how about um we've done film how about tv Mm. what are you are you watching uh celebrity master chef obviously obsessed love it you're on board? Yeah, on board, and I'm way ahead. Yeah, so uh, who are your faves then? Ooh, I liked the guy from The Inbetweeners, but I think he's been knocked out now, hasn't he? He wasn't up to much, though, was No, no, he? obviously he couldn't cook, but he was entertaining TV. And, it, you know, it's, it's a fine balance with a celebrity cooking show because you really want the entertainment more than the cooking because they're not there for their cooking skills, are they? And right. he was entertaining TV, like just yes. his little, like his haircut and his little shuffly shoulders kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, I'm also liking the guy from The Wanted. He also can't cook, but has a lot of enthusiasm. And I quite okay. like Okay. Yeah, I like that. I like the fact that they actually genuinely want to be there. Exactly. Because what else has he got going on? Yeah. I like, I like, I like dear old Danny Dyer. Mm. I, you know. I, hadn't, I don't know her very well, um, but she seemed quite likable. Like, just yeah. a bit of a, you know, up for anything kind of. Yeah. yeah, and I love the fact that she's like, well, maybe I'll get a food truck. Well, maybe I'll be a cook. Well, maybe I'll do this. <laughs> it's just a sense of the kind of life that she has led, obviously. But, you know, the way she said to the chef, oh, you could hire me. <laughs> so, oh, all right. Okay. Yeah. Or you could hire the guys that have been training for six and a half years. <laughs> you choose. Cook. I don't mind. You know, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. But has, I, I do sort of end up lying asleep going, oh, what would I cook for my two-course dinner party meal to impress the judges? Because, you know, there's so many restrictions on the time limit, so you can't do any sort of overnight processes, and, you know, it's got to be easy. And I just yeah. go around in circles going, no, that wouldn't work. No, I'd have to. No. <laughs> I know. So, so did, you, did you plump to anything? I keep going back and forth. I do often think, oh, you could do like a gnocchi with the interesting mushroomy kind of sauce kind of thing. Um, my other option is like, oh, you could do like a, a pork chop on the bone and do something interesting with that. What do you? Yeah. What would you go for? I don't know. I'd be very worried about the, the meat. You know, cooking, cooking your meat at home is different, isn't it? You go to a different kitchen, you're on a different stove. And I just think, oh, I don't know. I'd be a bit worried. However, I don't know that. But I we have had a couple of revelations here lately mm. with the girls cooking. Charlie has been making... You know, we're trying to be healthy. She's looking at alternative snacks. Alternative to what snacks? What are her okay. preferred snacks that, that she needs to find an alternative to? <laughs> okay, that is a good question. I think she might have gone the other way. I think she might have started with something she's seen on TikTok and thought, this is the same as a... So, for example, 
instead of a chocolate bar or Snickers, yeah. Snickers particularly, she gets a banana, cuts right. it into three, uh-huh. dips it in warm peanut butter so that uh-huh. it's nice and, you know, coatable, uh-huh. rolls it in crushed peanuts. Nice. And then refrigerates offs, and then gets it out, dips it in melted chocolate. That sounds amazing. I'm not joking, G. It's delicious. Does the banana, like, it, how long does the banana keep for? Do you have to kind of eat it straight away? Kind of thing, no, because you put it back in the fridge then, and then it's like a... Seals you know, in the... Mm. Ah, fantastic. Honestly, it's really good. However, I'm not sure it's terribly good for you. Not really. You could do that on MasterChef. Although, would it would it would the chocolate set in time? Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe not. And I'm not sure. It does look like a giant... Poo. Sorry, no, that is sorry diff- present- presentation is difficult. <laughs> I think John Tarode would like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> and then dear old Tess is making a homemade chicken noodle soup, which is divine. Nice. Divine. Yeah, yeah. But I, no, I don't know about the MasterChef, although I did once have, in some Michelin place, a raspberry souffle, which sounds a bit knobby, doesn't it, a souffle, but it was the most delicious thing I've ever eaten. It was no, delicious. I love a souffle. And the souffles are amazing. Have you cooked a souffle? No, because they're really tricky. Well, not tricky, but you've got to have your timings right and you need to know what you're doing and have sort of no distractions. Yes. And, and then she poured this kind of hot raspberry sauce into my souffle. Stunning. Oh, it was so good. It was so good. You're going to so do that in the, master master that in the MasterChef kitchen. You're yeah, going to baby. whip out a raspberry I'm, souffle. I'm going to master it and I'm going to, that's going to be my dessert. <laughs> my food truck is going to be raspberry souffles. Okay, get on board. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Speaking of getting on board, I wanted to ask your opinion because it's the big story in the news at the moment on the Bibi Stockholm barge <gasps> debacle. Can I just stop you there? Because that link between one story and another, <laughs> talking of getting on board, that was legendary, honestly. <laughs> Segway professional <laughs> yeah like being in a room with terry wogan yes yes what do you think about it g talk to me about that then the old mm. barge i mean you couldn't make it up somehow like if this was an episode of the thick of it written by armando Inucci, you know you'd say well that's a bit far-fetched isn't it like you know okay we're, we're being satirical but it, no one could be that incompetent and that maliciously stupid that this would happen. But here we are. This is exactly what's happened. They've brought this enormous barge in from Holland or somewhere, parked it in Dorset or Devon, trying to put people on. They got 37 people on. Then they've now had to take 37 people off because the whole place is covered in Legionnaires' bacteria. So it's just like, what's happening? What is going on? What is going on? Let's fly these poor people who've been through this trauma, either to Rwanda or let's stick them on some big boat in the middle oh. of nowhere. And those, those rooms look like cells. Did you see them? Designed for one person. They're going to put two people in there, obviously, because oh. that's that's what we're doing. And like it, the government says it's going to cost £20,000 a day to run it. Um, and I'm assuming that starts now, whether there's people on there or not kind of thing, because that's, you know, you've got to, if you're running it, you're running it. So it's £20,000 a day. But that's cheaper than putting them into hotels, which, fine, if you're just doing an economic argument about it, you could make some justification. But this barge holds 550 people at the most, like maximum. There's like 220 rooms or something. You know, so it's not a lot of people, considering that we had the other day 750 people making their way across the channel in one day. So this whole charade of, oh, this barge is going to save us lots of money. No, it's not. It doesn't, no. Like it's, it's not even a solution to one day's worth of problems of processing people seeking asylum. So it's just like a farce. And we're just yeah. all going along with it. Like, okay, 
this is happening. <laughs> I don't understand it. And how much money did it cost us to set up? I, Bill, I, well, I, yeah, no, crazy, crazy, crazy. Well, it, like, it, it's just, it, also, it's, the racism is just, like, right yeah. there in front of you. Let's march these brown men up on board because oh, yeah. that's going to be make us look good on the front pages of the right-wing press. You know, it, it's just horrendous, abhorrent. And when they got there, so many of them, half of them refused to get on board, didn't they? Fair enough. Like, Yeah, also, oh, lordy, don't tell, I'm, I agree, no. but... You know, they've, it's just been mismanaged from the start, hasn't it? It just feels like corruption somehow as well. Mm. So it's like the, the amounts of money flying around. These are no tender contracts that, you know, people are picking up for billions. It's like, where's the consequences for this yeah. just blatant corruption? Crazy, and you crazy, can crazy. just you can just picture some dodgy guys in a pub saying, or oh, at least we've got them on his boat now and they're not bothering us. You know, <laughs> I just think it plays to the worst part of society. I just can't, I can't bear it. The, the very thought of legionnaires is a bit scary, though. I mean, those diseases are frightening, aren't they? Not great. I mean, I think legionnaires exists... Like, it has. it's not like an eradicated disease, is it? Because it's just... It can... I don't really... Not a doctor, obviously. But it can happen if you're just not maintaining water pipes and things like that. It's just the kind of bacteria that can emerge. And, like, people's hot tubs are often hot a bit tubs. of a hotbed, aren't they? So, because they it's just about are. the maintenance thing. So... And air conditioning. To, no, exactly. So big public buildings. I think like the local council was saying, we do legionnaires checks on our public buildings constantly. What's happened here that they haven't just done the basic checks that we all have to do? It, it, yeah. So it's crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah. Because I was reading about, you know, I mean, those old disease. I mean, I know that legionnaires is fixable, isn't it? It's like a little pneumonia type. Pneumonia if you get onto type, it. And you, yeah, exactly. and you sort yeah. it. But there's disease like mumps and measles and TB and all the rest of it. They're they're having a resurgence, Gareth, and they're not so easy to get rid of. Frightening. Speaking of resurgence, segue. Nice. Come on, where are we going? 90s supermodels. Oh, yes. No, I'm not really... I don't really care about these. Don't you? No. This is like the, the biggest thing in my life at the moment, I think. The right, cover. talk us through that then. The, the Vogue cover. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, you're not on board with this. Like, mm. obviously, you know, this. so we're talking about... Naomi Campbell, Christy Turlington, Linda Evangelista, Cindy Crawford, back on the cover of Vogue on US and UK issue, the September issue. And it's like it's such a full circle moment considering, you know, when they were launched into superstardom by their Vogue cover back in 1990. Huge. No? No, not really. I think this appeals to a certain part of society. I don't really care about them anymore. Not really. I think people are staring at them and looking to see what work they've had done. And mm. she's had this and she's had that. Yeah. I mean, these women are perfect specimens, aren't they? I mean, they've got the bodies are just, just good. I mean, they're, go- I mean, they're gorgeous. They're gorgeous now. I mean, look at Cindy Crawford. She looks absolutely stunning. Astonishing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Naomi Campbell. And she just had a baby, Naomi Campbell. I'm not or sure. Adopted well, yeah, she is a mother. Baby. She's a new mother, I mm. think, yeah. Um... But there has been some controversy about the photos because there, like, there's some allegations of sort of photoshopping and stuff. Um, it's not universally acclaimed as being fantastic work that they've put on the cover or in the magazines kind of thing. It's just a bit of a, here's these women looking gorgeous standing next to each other. It's a bit like a Real Housewives reunion shot kind of thing. Oh, uh, right. Okay. Where's the beauty gone from there then? Yeah, well, exactly. Like, where's the actual editorial like what's what are we doing here like, yeah, yeah let's read something interesting anyway 
That would be quite interesting to hear their thoughts from then well, to but now. It coincides with um, they are releasing a documentary about their careers, which I think they've produced the documentary themselves, the four of them. And so it does give their oh. stories about how, you know, navigating their fame and sexual harassment and racism and uh, stuff like that. So, they're, 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 you know, they're obviously intelligent women with quite a bit to say as well. So, But it does just feel like a big advert, a free advert to put on the front of Vogue. Yeah. Who's your, who's your favourite? Uh, oh, they're all good, I think. But you can't go past Naomi Campbell, can you? No, you like, can't. Just the attitude uh, and just the self-belief and the knowledge that no one touches her. Like, yeah. Yeah. And her skin. If you look at her skin, it's just any part of her skin. I just think she's gorgeous. Yeah, she's just fierce, isn't she? I mean, I bet she's a right old cow, but she's... She's wonderful to look at. No, totally. But I love the bonkersness of it all, the way she travels, in that uh, she, she doesn't get on a plane unless she's head to toe in like a hazmat sort of gear. And she sterilizes, wipes down every surface that she might potentially come in contact with. So that's, you know, staying that beautiful takes some effort. Yes, I find that, Gareth. Yes. <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing. That's- <laughs> Talking of laughing, you got any questions for me? I do have a quiz for you. You ready? I am ready, but can we make them nice and easy, please? Ah, uh, well... Oh, it's too late. I know. I'm only joking. Come on. The, uh, well, uh, there is a theme to, the, to today's quiz, and the theme is 90 supermodels. So oh, given that no. you've just said that you have zero interest in the entire subject... I'm not sure easy is the word that we're going for. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, All right. right. Here we go. Question one. Which George Michael music video was inspired by the 1990 Vogue cover featuring Naomi, Linda, Tatiana, Christy, and Cindy? The models appear in the video and they lip sync the lyrics. George Michael, 1990. Big song. I don't know. I'm only, I'm just thinking Careless Whisper. No, because no? he... No. Cause the, oh, that's Wham, isn't it? Yeah, so it's after... Yeah, this was one of his first solo tracks, I imagine. But um, big song... Big iconic, no? Freedom. Yes, 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 oh. yes, yes. What? Nice. Yes. That was quite impressive of me then, because normally I'm so rubbish at things like this. Yeah, okay. You're good at 90s music, though. You're good at George Michael. But Okay, go on. Let's go. What's number two? Question two. Which of the five supermodels has been in the news recently because of a botched encounter with cool sculpting weight loss? Gosh. Would that... I genuinely don't know the answer to this. So I'm just going to have a guess. Was it Linda Evangel... Yes. Linda- yes. Yes. Oh, she's on fire. <laughs> Linda sued... This was last year. She sued for $50 million. Things didn't go to plan with a cool sculpting procedure that she went on, you know, went under. And because uh, instead of shrinking the fat cells, which it's supposed to do, it actually enlarged them. So <gasps> she came out a bit sort of misshapen. Bloated. And, yeah, exactly. Not happy she wasn't. Did she, was did she actually win the the lawsuit? I think so. I'm not totally sure how much she actually got, but she, I think she was able to prove negligence that it didn't oh. actually do what it said it was supposed to do. So. <laughs> Gosh, okay. Let that be a lesson to us all. <laughs> exactly. Question three. Cindy Crawford is currently married to Randy Gerber. Gerber is Crawford's second husband, which Hollywood actor was her first husband? Oh. Cindy oh. Crawford. I should know this because I, li- I actually do like her. They were married in 1991 and they were divorced in 1995. Mm. And he was huge at the time. So it's still big, obviously, but at that time he was peak Hollywood. Oh, 
Cindy Crawford and yeah, exactly. It was somebody like yes. It was somebody like yes. I want to say Brad Pitt, but much older, much older. Exactly, somebody but you're in, in the right film, direction. A big film because I remember her going to the, the. She was on every red carpet, exactly. Yes, for the opening. Oh, Richard Gere. Yes, 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 yes. You are three for three. Oh my gosh! Okay. Because I remember they were all in uniform at the opening of the film. I just remember that from something or other. Anyway, yeah. Okay. Happy days. Let's go. Question four. Which of the five supermodels is into running? She's run at least four marathons, including the London Marathon. Oh, I don't know that. Yeah, so you've got the choice of Naomi, Linda, Tatiana, Christy or Cindy. Christy. I'm going Christy. Correct. Oh, that was an absolute banger of a guess. I know, but you've nailed it. Four from four. All right. Final question. Question five. Which of the five supermodels appeared in Madonna's coffee table book called Sex that was released in 1992? That must be Naomi, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible. Madonna's That's a new record. Also, that is a new record. Considering I'm so poor at it, I feel quite proud of myself. Um, Madonna's... I feel like, you know, she's in all sorts of trouble, isn't she? She just doesn't mm. look a very happy bunny, does she? Well, okay, for me, she can do no wrong. So I won't have a word said against her if she wants. But I do agree that she does seem to be on an interesting path or an interesting point of her journey somehow and perhaps not quite sure of how to navigate the world around her at the moment. No? Yeah, I think that's fair. I just hope she's going to be okay. I just, you know, it's so public, isn't it? But anyway... Fingers crossed she's going to be all right. Yeah, it's public because she posts everything on her social media. So it, does she, it, she's doing it just instinctively because that's how she's always lived her life somehow. But she doesn't have to do that, does she? But, but no. here we are. Yeah. No, it's like I saw something on social media the other day about Britney Spears Oof. in a concert. Oh, no, it wasn't Britney. I think it was Miley Cyrus crying oh. her eyes out because she just found out that somebody had died. Mm. And I thought... But it, it was like on the massive big screen in the concert. I'm like, just take half an hour and go and do that backstage, you know. Yeah. Like everything's so in the public eye. Just, it's just, I think it's very dangerous. Yeah, it ends up being a bit performative as well. Like, is this a real emotion or am I just doing this emotion because that's what people expect me to do or this is what I want to project or, I don't know, you lose sight of what do you actually feel. Like, no yes. one knows. Yeah. Yes. It's the very Taylor Swiftiness of it all. Oh, that's true. Yes. Yeah, so I'd just like to say before we finish this podcast, I'm sorry I've been a bit lacking in laughter today. I have been <laughs> a bit a bit blue today. I'm sorry about that, everybody. I'll try my best for next time to put a, a, a happy smile on. <laughs> Speaking of performative emotions. <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> on that note, oh, oh sorry, go on. Mm. No, on, on that note, I was just going to say the good news is the bees are looking good and we're Yay. harvesting their honey next week. Oh, so, awesome. Yeah, get ready for a little jar of honey, Gareth. Delicious. I am looking forward to it. Brilliant. All right, well, that's the end of this episode. We'll be back again soon with more Wondercast. Yeah, and if you'd like to share your thoughts or your feedback or anything else with us at all, do get in touch. You can get Gareth on Twitter at GTV London. But until then, everybody, have a great week or two and we'll catch up with you really soon. Cheerio.